all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. Man, your week with the power of prayer. Come on in, everybody, everywhere. We are about to pray. As you know, prayer is always powerful. It's going to be powerful tonight, as it always is. Prayer is a privilege. It is not a right prayer. It's something we get to do. It's not something that we have to do. And so we're going to pray tonight, and it's going to be amazing. Come on in. Like the video. Tell me where you're watching from. Share this video tonight. Listen, it's real simple. When you share, people get saved. I'll say it again. When you share, people get saved. This year, we've seen uh, uh, over, what is it, over 130 people so far this year that we've been able to document and record, give their lives to the Lord this year. Can we celebrate that, everybody, everywhere? We are live now on Facebook, Bishop Foreman and Harvard Search, live now on YouTube, Bishop Foreman and Harvard Search, and now Live on the Bishop Foreman and YouTube, uh, I mean Bishop Foreman and Harvard Church Instagram channels. That's my watch. It makes this noise on the inside. It's not broken. Or maybe I did break. I don't know. You know what? I think I did break it. That's why I was making that noise. I broke it. I didn't broke my watch. Anyway, uh, on the Bishop Foreman and Harvard Church Instagram pages, as well as we are uh, live on um, uh, the Harvest Channel. And of course, I sure did. I broke my watch. And of course, we are live on the uh, uh, Uncommon Gospel Radio Network. So we're excited about everybody being with us. Come on in, guys. Like the video. Tell me where you're watching from. Share this video tonight. I don't know about you, but I uh, certainly am looking forward uh, to prayer tonight. Anybody else look forward to Monday night prayer? Talk to me. Anybody else look forward to Monday night prayer? If you do, just let me know that you do. Talk to me. Wave at me. Let me know that you look forward to praying. Hey, Tampa. On Monday night, uh, I certainly do, and uh, and hope and trust that you do too. All right. Um, again, prayer is a privilege. It's not a right prayer. It's something we get to do, and it's not something that we have to do. And that's important to understand because um, if you don't view prayer as a privilege, then what will happen is that you will not take advantage of it. If you do not view prayer as something that we get to do, um, somebody said something yesterday. I had an individual give a testimony. In his testimony, he said, and I get to serve again on Wednesdays. Y'all better hit me. It is so important that we always view prayer and spiritual things as a privilege and not a right. Because whenever you feel like something is a right, you feel like you're entitled to it. What you feel like you're entitled to, sometimes you do not protect. But anything that you view as a privilege, it is uh, true that we will protect it. I just need you to say, I love to pray. Can you make that declaration? I love to pray. I love to pray. If it's your first time tonight on with us on a Monday night, can you do me a favor and uh, let us know that all I need for you to do is to just do do the hand wave emoji and just say my first time or say it's me. Let us know it's your first time on prayer with us tonight. We are glad that you are with us on whatever platform that you are watching from tonight or even on the replay. Of course, you guys know prayer comes as a podcast also, and uh, you can get that as well as when I do those impromptu Ask the Bishops, in case you don't know, we also make those available now on podcasts also so that you can get prayer and get Ask the Bishop. You can get the messages uh, and you can get all of that uh, on podcasts. All right. So just be mindful of that. Let's go. Father, we honor you and bless you, sir. Thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and your love. We give you glory tonight. We thank you, Father, for the privilege that we have to pray. We are gathered together, God, across a variety of platforms um, tonight to pray. We declare we love to pray. We are grateful for the privilege to pray. Prayer is a privilege. It is not a right prayer. It's something we get to do. And it's not something, God, that we have to do. We honor you tonight, God, for your love, your faithfulness, your kindness, and extending this privilege to us. It is a privilege. John chapter 9 says, God, that you do not hear the prayers of the unsaved except for salvation, which means, God, this is a privilege of those that are believers. This is a privilege of those that are saved. And we honor the privilege. We get to go to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the great I am. 
We get to bypass every human and go to God. We get to bypass every earthly system and earthly structure and we go to God. And for that, we say thank you tonight. I pray, God, that you would give us focus over this next hour as we focus our time in prayer, that you would give us focus, God, that we would be uh, intentional about what we pray. Your word says, God, that the effective, fervent prayers of the righteous, they availeth much, which means prayer gets things done. We expect results tonight. I need you to type that. We expect results tonight, God. We are not just those that pray and are speaking aimlessly into the atmosphere. We get results when we pray. When we pray, things change. When we pray, we see results. When we pray, we see the manifestation. And for that, we say thank you. Tonight, God, we ask that you would forgive us for all of our sins, those committed knowingly and unknowingly. Forgive us for the stuff, God, that we did that we know we should not have done. And forgive us, God, for the stuff that we did not even know was wrong. Forgive us, God, for the stuff that we didn't even know we should not have done. In the name of Jesus, we ask for forgiveness tonight, God, and that your blood would cover our sin. That's to make mistakes, our iniquity. That's our generational curses that we perpetuated, things we were supposed to shut down that instead we practice. And God, we ask that you would forgive us tonight uh, for our transgression. That's what we willfully deviated from what we knew to be the truth. What we willfully deviated from what we knew to be right. Forgive us tonight. And you said, God, that if we confessed our sins before you, that you would be faithful and that you would be just to forgive us. And for that, we say thank you. And for that, we say thank you tonight. As we pray, God, over this next hour, we pray, God, that you would stir a passion in us to pray, not just on Monday nights, but every day, all day. Prayer is not something we have to wait to do. Prayer is not something we have to put our hands like this. Prayer is not something we got to close our eyes. Prayer is not something we got to get on our knees. No, prayer is a lifestyle. We have a relationship with you, God, which means we can communicate with you all day, every day, 24-7. Come on, I need you to say, I have a relationship. This is a relationship, God, which means just like we would communicate with any human and any human business uh, partnership or business relationship or communicate with a coworker or our boss or what have you, God, we get to communicate with you all day, every day. And for that, we are grateful. I pray, God, that prayer would be part of our lifestyle. 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 That it's just what we do. It's just what we do. It's just who we are. We don't need to have a separate prayer life because we live to pray. We live to pray. We live to pray and then we pray and we get a plan. And when we get the plan, we work the plan. We live to pray. We pray to get a plan. When we get the plan, we work the plan. And we thank you for that now in the name of Jesus. And finally, God, tonight, and we pray that as we are navigating tonight, that we will be bold in what we pray. I pray, God, that we would not be timid. Your word says you have not given us a spirit of fear. That word fear there is where we get our word timidity. You have not made us timid, which means, God, that we should be bold when we approach you. When we approach you, God, we should not be just asking for minuscule menial things. No, we ask for that, but God, we even need to go beyond that. I declare that we are bold tonight. Can I get some of you on Instagram? Can I get some of you on Facebook? Can I get some of you on Uncommon? Can I get some of you on the Harvest Channel that just type, I'm bold. We are bold. The Bible said that you make us as bold as a lion because the righteous are as bold as a lion. And for that, we say thank you tonight in the name of Jesus. Come on, everybody on every platform, just type amen. So listen, um, guys, as I always say to you, please make sure that you share. When you share, people get saved. And if it's your first time, we're so glad that you're on prayer with us tonight. Let us know on whatever platform you're on. Just do the hand wave emoji, just say my first time, uh, and uh, or it's me. You can do any of those three. And we just want to shoot some love your way, let you know you're in a safe place. As we pray tonight, um, three things are going to happen. One, uh, I'm, a prayer is a dialogue, not a monologue. That means we're going to pray, but then God's going to respond and give you revelation. So in between prayers, what's going to happen is there's going to be a moment of teaching. There's going to be a moment of impartation. There's going to be a moment of revelation. There's going to be a moment of prophecy to you. Most people, if you grew up in church, here's how you were taught to pray. Blah, 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 blah. In Jesus name. Amen. That's not prayer. That's if I listen. That's not a relationship. That's a dictatorship. And you hear what I just said? That's not a relationship. That is a dictatorship. And many Christians are taught to be dictators with God to where you tell them boom, 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 boom. And then at the end, 
You say in Jesus name, amen. That's not prayer. That is a dictatorship. No, prayer is God. Uh, we, we pray. He responds. We pray. He responds. We pray. He responds. We pray. He responds. That's a relationship. Do you hear what I'm saying? Number two, I'm going to have you to type a lot. The Bible says in Matthew, wherever two or three touch on a grave, anything, it shall be done for them. And I just need you to make this declaration and say, it shall be done. Come on. Spike that on every platform. It shall be done. We are not doing what we're doing tonight just because we have nothing else to do on a Monday. We are praying to get some results. And anything, you know, anything connected to Bishop Foreman is always going to be about results. You've got to know that. you got to know that. And then finally, I'm going to have you to say a lot. And, uh, because life and death are in the power of your tongue. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. Everybody listen. The Bible says in Genesis that we are made in the image and in the likeness of God. Can I get you to type those two words? Image and likeness. Image and likeness. Image and likeness. Image means that I reflect his nature. Image, my image. Right now, you're seeing my image. It's my image that you're seeing. These phones are and, and what have you, they are reflecting to you my image, which means the image you see, that, that's not me, that's my image because I'm here, but you see my image. Y'all ain't getting it. Y'all, you see my image, which means if we're made in the image and likeness of God, when anybody sees you, they see him. Anybody sees you, they see him. Anybody sees you, they see him. Can I help some of you understand why people don't like you? Is they don't really have an issue with you. They have an image. They have an issue with the image that you represent. They have an issue with the image that you represent. But watch me. Not only you're in his image, but in his likeness and his likeness and his likeness and his likeness and his likeness. What does that mean? That I'm just like him. The scripture says, uh, uh, as he is, so are we. As he is, so are we in the world. Here it is. Let me give you the scripture for that. That is 1 John 4, 17. As he is, so are we in the world. Well, what does he do? Well, you see how he is in the book of Genesis. And God said, and there was. 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 So since I'm in his image and his likeness, Bishop Foreman said, and there was. Can I get you to put your first name on the screen and just said, said, and there was. Put your first name. Sheila said, and there was. Karen said, and there was. Jelana said, and there was. Christina said, and there was. James said, and there was. Ron said, and there was. That's the image and likeness of God. This is why I always have you to say things out of your mouth when we pray. This is why you cannot just sit there and be quiet. You've got to learn how to open your mouth and say it because we are in his image and his likeness, in his image and his likeness, in his image and his likeness. Every time I say something, I got to see that thing for that thing to manifest. I'll say it and I'll see it. I'll say it and I'll see it. Let me prove it to you. How many people watching right now on any platform, you have spoken negatively? And in you speaking negatively, you saw what you said. Wave at me. Wave at me. Wave at me. You spoke negatively and you saw it. You spoke negatively and you saw it. Where you at? Wave, 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 wave. I see you. I see you. Got it? It's the same thing with anything. We'll see it and there was. We'll see it and it'll be. We're in the image and in the likeness of God. And so based on that, when you understand his likeness, watch me. Sometimes people say, well, Bishop, you know, I, I speak good stuff and sometimes I don't see it. Well, just check, check this out. If every word you speak is a seed, check this out. If you have spent the majority of your life and years speaking trash, then guess what? The trash seeds that you have spoken end up creating trash in your life, ends up creating mess in your life. So now when you begin to speak God's word, now when you begin to speak life, there's a whole lot of trash that the life has to outgrow. But come on here tonight. I just need you to say, but my next 12 will be my best 12. I need you to get this thing in your spirit. But my next 12 will be my best 12. Father, forgive us for every negative thing that we have spoken out of our mouths where we created a seed of trash and then we had trash to deal with. Will we put a seed of negativity and we have negativity to deal with? Will we put a seed of foolishness in the ground and we have foolishness to deal with? Forgive us tonight for that. And we uproot that trash we've spoken. We uproot that negativity we've spoken. We uproot that doubt we've spoken. We uproot that fear we've spoken. And we speak the word of the Lord. And we speak the word of the Lord, which says, 
We're the head and not the tail. We're above only, above only, above only, and not beneath. We are more than conquerors. What does that mean? We didn't just beat it, but we live to tell about it. We didn't just overcome it, but we live to get other people to be overcomers. We got, you cause us to prosper. Three John 1, 2. You said, above all things, God, that you wish that we prosper and be in hell, even as our soul prospers. What is that? Shalom is prosperity. It's bigger than cash, cars, and clothes. It means that nothing is missing and nothing is broken and nothing is lacking and all is well. And nothing is missing and nothing is broken and nothing is lacking and all is well. And nothing is missing and nothing is broken and nothing is lacking and all is well concerning us. Which means, God, we've got health and wealth. We've got health and wealth. we got health and wealth. we got health and wealth. Why? It's bigger than us. You blessed us according to Genesis 12, Lord, to be a blessing. So the reason we have is so that we can distribute. The reason that we receive is so that we can distribute. I declare tonight in the name of Jesus that we are not just reservoirs. But we are rivers. God, you are not just those. We are not just those tonight, God, where uh, we get it and we hold it, but we get it and we distribute it. We are a river. You can flow through us. Please, on every platform, say, Lord, flow through me. You can flow money through us. You can flow favor through us. You can flow opportunity through us. You can flow transition and transformation through us. You can flow legal change through us. Come on. You can flow political change through us. We are rivers, God. That's why the spirit, I feel like praying tonight. That's what the Bible says in Genesis, that in the river, uh, in the garden of Eden, there was a river. In the garden of Eden, there was a river. In the garden of Eden, there was a river. And that river split into four river heads. And Father, now in that, those are rivers, the Pasham, the Gihon, the Tigris, and the Euphrates. The Bible says that those rivers, that they brought everything Adam needed to him. They brought everything Adam needed to him. They brought everything Adam needed to him. The scripture says, I feel like praying tonight, that everything that Adam needed, it came to him. It says that precious metals came to him. Everything that he was in need of came to him. Be clear because we're a river, what we need flows to us. What we need flows to us. What we need to accomplish our assignment flows to us. What we need to be a blessing, it flows to us. What we need to make our next 12, our best 12, it flows to us. Genesis 2, 10 through 14, God says a river, water in the garden flowed from Eden. From there, it's separated into four headwaters. Verse 12, it says the gold of the land uh, came to him, uh, 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 aromatic resin and onyx also came to him. Everything he needed, it flowed to him. And we thank you for that now in Jesus name. We are in our flow. We rebuke a lack of any kind. This is bigger than money. We rebuke frustration. We rebuke depression. We rebuke fear and we rebuke anxiety tonight off of our lives and everything attached to us in the name of Jesus. And we thank you now that we are walking in shalom in Jesus name. Come on, everybody, every platform say amen right there. Listen, if you're just coming in, like this video, tell me where you're watching from, share this video tonight. When you share, guys, people get saved. So listen, a few things tonight before we go deeper and further in prayer um, that I want to make you mindful of. If you don't have our app, get our app. How do you get it? Text the word HARVEST to the phone number 55498. Text the word HARVEST to the phone number 55498. When you do that, we're going to shoot your text right away to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hop or not. <laughs> I'm thinking of decisions. When you do that, you're going to get our app. There you go. And when you get our app, sometimes I'm on autopilot. And when you get our app, you'll be able to get music, messages, and more. Music, messages, and more. You'll be able to get all of that right there in our app. All right. You can get our podcast, which is extremely important um, for you. All of the messages from Harvest come to you 100% free uh, of charge because of the faithful giving of the people of Harvest. There's no download fee. There's no, there's no membership fee. There's no Patreon. There's no uh, uh, whatever subscription service. It's 100% free through our podcast. So we want you to get that. And remember, there's the Ask the Bishop podcast. There's the Messages podcast, there's the Prayer podcast, and then there's a fourth one um, that I, oh, the Bishop Foreman, Bishop Kevin Foreman Leadership Podcast. So all of those are available for you. Totally free. Text Harvest to 55498. Let me also say this. If you're in Atlanta, we'd love for you to be a part of our launch team. If you're in the Atlanta area on any platform, can I just get you to wave at me, wave at me, wave at me? If you're in Atlanta on any platform, let me get you to wave at me. And we'd love for you to be a part of our uh, Atlanta launch team. How do you find out more about that? Text 8 C A T L. 
the 55498 and you can connect and get more information about that. Can I get a few of you to type that on every platform tonight? All right. Um, so listen, uh, guys, uh, several things um, that I want to talk to you about tonight uh, as we move in prayer. I always pray about what we pray about. I never just hop on prayer and say, Lord, do it. I always say, God, what do you want us to pray about? And can I teach you that's an important principle? Can I teach you this? Before you pray, pray about what to pray. Before you pray, pray about what to pray. Um, many times people say, I don't know what to pray about. Well, you never asked what to pray about. Prayer, it's not just conversation. It's not just communication. Everybody watch me. Prayer is literally, and you've heard me use this term before, how you adjudicate in the spirit. How you adjudicate in the spirit. All right, what does this mean? Uh, it means to uh, uh, pronounce or declare something judicially. Judicially. The Bible says that God is a judge. Y'all ready? That he is a judge. So that means to go before a judge, you need to come with adjudication. You need to declare something officially. Declare something officially. And many times people don't know what to pray about and don't know what to say. So then we'll pray things like this. Lord, just bless me. He's already blessed you. Lord, just touch me. He's already touched you. Lord, just give me the strength. He's already given you strength. You don't know what to pray about. So you begin to pray about things that uh, you've already prayed for. So consequently, you'll say, well, prayer doesn't work. Well, no, it's not that it doesn't work. It's just that once you've already made the order for something that's been given to you, that's like going to a restaurant. If I listen, that's like going to a restaurant and saying that you ordered for your food, your food came, and then when your food came, you keep saying, well, where's my food? Where's my food? Well, you, you know, well, well just, just keep giving, if I listen, well, just keep the bacon warm because you want me to take it back from you? Because when we say things like, Lord, just keep, just keep me lifted, what does that mean? Are y'all listening to me tonight? Prayer. I know it's simple, but I need you to listen. Like just, 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 just Lord, continue to give me the strength. That's like saying, can you continue to keep these eggs uh, warm? Okay, well, you already got the eggs. So you have to understand prayer is adjudication. That means we state our case before the Lord. Let me give you scripture for that. Uh, let me give you scripture for that. Um, uh, here you go. That's Isaiah chapter 43 and verse uh, 26. Uh, let me give you another one. Isaiah uh, 41 and 21. I like the way it reads Isaiah 41 and 21. Listen to this. Present your case, says the Lord. Present your case, says the Lord. Set forth your arguments. Present your case, says the Lord. Set forth your arguments. In other words, God says, Come to me knowing that I'm a judge. Just don't come to me with no foolishness. And when you come to a judge, what does this mean? When you come to a judge, you cannot just say, judge, I feel, I feel, I feel. What do you have to use? Anybody know what you have to use when you go to the judge? You have to cite the law. That's why we put the word. Every time I pray, do you notice how I'm coming out with scriptures? Every time I pray, you know how I give you scripture? Because I'm giving him the law. And every time I give him the word, I'm saying, based on this, I'm asking for this. Based on this in your word, I'm asking for this. Father, I pray that when we pray, we will be more strategic so we can be see greater results. That when we pray, we will be more strategic so we can see results. Anytime you go before a judge, you are a judge. Anytime you go before a judge, you can't go with feelings. You can't go with emotion. You cannot go with, I feel, I think, and my, and my truth. No, you got to go with the law. And that's why the scripture refers to the word of God as the law of God. Why? Because it is the way we present our case. Isaiah 43, 26. It says, put me in remembrance of what? My word. Put, put me in remembrance of my word. Let us argue together. Whenever a, a, a set of attorneys are presenting something in court, God, it's referred to as an argument, which means it is not like back and forth hollering and screaming. It means I'm presenting my argument predicated upon the law that I believe. I am presenting my argument predicated upon the law that I believe. And tonight, God, we are setting for our case before you, which means we need Bible. Somebody type Bible. We need Bible to back up every request. We need Bible to back up every petition. We need Bible to back up everything that we're asking for and everything that we are seeking. And here's what he says, that you may be vindicated. Another verse, it says that you may be acquitted. 
Another case, another version says that you may be proved right. Here's the New American Standard Bible, y'all. It says, meet me in court. This is God speaking. He says, meet me in court. That's what prayer is. We are meeting him in court. We are meeting him in court. We are meeting him in court. Meet me in court. Let us argue our case together. State your cause so that you may be proved right. So God, I pray that when we pray, we would use the word. That's why we got to listen to the messages. That's why we got to go back to the scriptures. Why? Because this is how we are effective in prayer. This is how we're going to see what we said. This is how we're going to see what we said. This is how we're going to see what we said. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus name. Can I just get y'all to type amen on every platform right there? Did you just get that? I just taught you something right there. Did you just get that? That's why you've heard me use that term adjudicate. God says, this is court. You better come with some word. You better come with some word. Stop talking about, I just, I feel, and I just feel like, it. you know, it's going. God says, give me some Bible for that. Give me some word for that. We walk by faith and not by sight. But listen, one of the words for faith is this Greek word pistis. Is this Greek word pistis. P-I-S-T-I-S. Can I get a few of you to type that? Now, pistol, pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S. Here's what it means. One of the Greek words for faith is pistis, and it literally means the truth. So watch me. The truth is referring in that instance to the word. So it says we walk by faith and not by sight. Watch me. We walk by the word and not by what we see. Mm. We walk by the word and not by what we see. We walk by the word and not by what we see. Can I give you an example of this in action? When Peter is walking on the water. What is he walking on? He's walking on the word. Well, but what do you mean he's walking on the word? Jesus said, uh, Peter said to Jesus, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. What did Jesus say? Come. What was that? A word. What is Jesus? He's the word wrapped in flesh. So the word released the word. Peter walked on that word. The Bible says that he continued to walk on water until he did what? Until he started walking by sight. I need you to just say, I'm a water walker. God, we are water walkers tonight. In the name of Jesus, we walk by the word, not by sight. We walk by the word, not by sight. We walk by the word, not by sight. We walk by what you said, not by what we see. And for that, we say thank you. Come on, Facebook, where y'all at? And for that, we say thank you. Come on, YouTube, where you at? And for that, we say thank you. In the name of Jesus, we're walking on that, not by sight. Peter only began to sink when he began to pay attention to the storm. I pray, God, that we would have the ability to ignore. Oh, my God. Come on. Lord, give us the grace to ignore the storm. Give us the grace to ignore the frustration. Give us the grace to ignore negativity. Give us the grace to ignore doubt. Give us the grace to ignore fear. And give us the grace to focus on the word. We walk by faith and not by sight. In Jesus' name. Y'all y'all know I'm clapping. I'm ready to go tonight. In Jesus' name. Can I get everybody on every platform to type amen right there? If you're just coming in, guys, do me a favor, like the video, tell me where you're watching from, share this video tonight across all of our digital platforms tonight. We're on Bishop Foreman Harvest Church Instagram, we're on Bishop Foreman Harvest Church YouTube, Bishop Foreman Harvest Church Facebook, Uncommon Gospel Radio Network, and the Harvest Channel, and Periscope says that they're not streaming, but I have seen a few streams still pop up on Periscope, so evidently they're letting a few through. All right, um, and so when we pray tonight, um, how many of you, you've ever been frustrated about certain things? And then, and just wave at me once I finish this, you've been frustrated about things. And then um, you step back to realize I'm frustrated, but I haven't prayed about it. Wave at me. I've done that. Wave at me. There's a lot you're frustrated about that you haven't prayed about. There's a lot, hey London, that you can be mad about that you have not actually prayed about. There's a lot you can be upset about that you have not actually prayed about. And so when we approach prayer, guys, you, I want to teach you that principle. That's the first part. I want to spend the whole first half of prayer right there is pray about what to pray about. Because many times when you don't know what to pray about, you'll just repeat stuff that, that doesn't actually have a measurable outcome. Lord, just continue to give me the strength. That's not a measurable outcome. And you know what that means? Continue to give you strength. I've been talking to y'all about, and I'm very transparent about this because I want you to see the transformation. So you all know I lost, or maybe you don't know, but I lost 95 pounds all naturally. And when I lost 95 pounds, um, that I was good. I was good with that. And then I had a new, I had a new fitness goal over the last couple of months. So since February the 2nd, I have been in the gym. Now I used to say out of my mouth, I hated the gym. 
I was like, I hate the gym. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to be this guy. I want a neck. Come on. I want to have a neck in the name of Jesus. That was the choice I made. And so that's where I was at. And so uh, in all of that, you know what I've noticed is um, as I've been in the gym now going on, well, now we're over 60 days. I last week, we're in the middle of a project that was very long. And so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I didn't go like I normally do and I don't miss. So on Saturday, I had to make it up for three days worth, really four days worth. I had to make it all up on Saturday. I just need you to type this about yourself. I'm disciplined. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray, God, that we will walk in discipline, that we will walk in discipline, that we will be consistent and we will be faithful, that we are disciplined people because disciplines determine our destinations. Disciplines determine our destinations. And tonight, God, we pray that we have the discipline to get us to the destinations that we say we want to go. We have the disciplines for debt freedom. We have the disciplines to be better Christians. We have the disciplines to be better husbands, wives, fathers, sons, whatever we do. We have disciplines to be number one in our field. We have disciplines to be a blessing. Come on, say, I'm disciplined. I'm disciplined. So on Saturday, I had to make up for four days. And um, and so I was going, 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 going. And can I be honest? I was like, God, dog. So, you know, I'm good at first. And then, you know, based on the way my routine is, I basically had to do a total of 16, a total of 16 different uh, areas where 16 different sets. So I do, what is it? I do 10, I do six sets of 10 based on the different weights. So you do the math. I had to do all of that on Saturday because like, I got to make it up. I was like, I just can't have a three-day gap. That's not going to work. And here's what I want to say. Um, in that, here's what I noticed. Um, there are certain machines and certain things where I have now maxed. Please listen to me. I've maxed out the machine. I've maxed out the machine. So what are you trying to say to me, Bishop? Sometimes when you pray for things like, Lord, just continue to give me strength. You've maxed that machine out. You have maxed that thing out. So what happens is when you continue to pray prayers like that, you don't really see anything because at this point, you're not doing it for strength. You are doing it to be lean. Let me see if I can say it another way. You're not doing it to actually grow. You're doing it because you don't want to say anything risky when you pray. Wow. Did you hear what I just said? You don't want to pray anything risky because you've maxed out the machine. You've literally maxed out. Listen, your strength is on 10. How do you know, Bishop? Because you just beat and survived the, the worst year in the last hundred years of recorded human history. And I need you to just type on the screen, I am strong. Come on. Father, you said, let the weak say, I am strong. You literally, God, give us strength. And for that, we say thank you. And for that, we honor you, God, that you make us strong. We honor you, God, that you make us powerful. We honor you, God, that you are the God that ensures that all things that we do, we do well. You said, God, that you would perfect those things that concern us. And for that, we say thank you tonight in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody. Say amen. All right. So pray about what you pray about. That's a whole word right there. Because sometimes you just go in there and you don't know what to pray for. Can, can y'all be honest with me tonight on prayer? Just, just be have an honest moment. Wave at me if you've ever had moments where you're like, I don't even know what to pray about. And so your prayers were bland. This is why some of you don't have a passion to pray because you maxed the machine out. You maxed the machine out because you didn't say, you never asked him what I need to pray about. Because there there's some stuff you prayed about. He would send you to another machine and say, let's go over to this other machine that you avoid. Let's go over to this other area you've been avoiding. Or watch me. Let's come off the machine and let's now go over there where you're going to have to keep the form yourself. Because the purpose of the machine is to help you keep your form. But when you do it with the free weight, now you got to keep your form. Wow. Are y'all listening to me? All right. And I'm not trying to say like I'm a fitness uh, uh, expert. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you what I know. All right. So be mindful of that. Hey, listen, um, let me also uh, say this as we move forward in prayer tonight. Um, so once again, um, today, no doubt, if you're in America and really around the world, you have seen again where we are dealing with the um, murder of, and I use that word intentionally, of unarmed black men in America. And um, and it is it is unacceptable. We know it's unacceptable. It's ridiculous. There's a few things I want to say about this real quickly. I want us to cover it in prayer. One is I need you to do your research. Can I just get you to say, I'm a student? I need you to do your research. Please do not just take uh, the word of the media for anything. Can I give you some examples of how the media lies? 
Um, and, and, and it's narratives that are crafted not just by the media, but it is narratives that are crafted by people in power. Um, for example, how many of you wave at me if you have heard this thing where uh, 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 African-Americans are dying uh, uh, disproportionately to their white counterparts because of coronavirus in America? Wave at me if you've seen that or heard that. Where African-Americans are dying disproportionately or more than they should be uh, juxtaposed to their white or Hispanic or whatever counterpart. Wave at me if you've heard that. But they say it's really here's what the, here's what they say. It's it's really slamming black black and brown people. Wave at me if you have heard that. Wave. Okay, I see several hands up. Um, can I encourage you to go do your research? All right. Can I encourage you to go do your research? Because here's what you discover: America has 13 percent African American. Guess what? If you go look at the number of coronavirus deaths, can you can somebody guess what the percentage is? 13 percent. The same proportion. Of the population, please listen, the same proportion of the population that African-Americans are in the country is the same percent of African-Americans that have sadly perished because of coronavirus. Do you hear what I'm saying? So why would they feed a narrative that says it's really getting black people? It's really getting black people because America, I guess got to be honest with you. I'm going to go here. We're about to cover it in prayer. America loves to make black and brown the scapegoat for everything. Y'all ain't talking to me tonight, right? Let me give you another example. Let me give you another example. Let me give you another example. And we're going to cover this in prayer. Um, you hear, you've heard this notion uh, about uh, a black on black crime and how high that is. How many of you have heard that? You've ever heard that? You've ever heard that? I did a whole series called American Idols and I talked about this how high it is. And, and every time an African-American is murdered, and I use that word intentionally, by uh, uh, one who is sworn to protect and serve. Um, every time that happens, they say, well, what? Y'all are making a big noise about this, but what about black and brown crime? Can I encourage you to go to the FBI website and do your research? You will discover that white on white crime is higher than black on black crime. Here's the second thing you will discover. You will secondly discover, and do your research. Don't take my word for it. Go do your research. Don't take my word for it. Go do your research. The second thing you will discover is that every race, white, Hispanic, black, Asian, so on and so forth, every race, every ethnicity, the rates of that race on that racist crime are high. You know why? Because as Americans and human beings, we tend to congregate around those that are similar to us in race. You got it? So the crimes and most crimes, especially things like murder, actually happen by people who you know. Okay, so go do your research. But what are we like? What is the narrative in America that black on black crime is high? So every time there's a police involved shooting, here's what the narrative gets turned into. Y'all stay with me. We're about to cover this in prayer, but I need to give you facts first. Pistons. We walk by truth, not by sight. Truth. Okay. So here's the deal. Um, every time you hear that, you'll say, well, we just need to come together and we just need to work together. We need to stop the violence. No, you do not. If I listen to me, that's like telling a rape victim. You need to come together with your rapist and y'all just need to come together and stop the violence. You wouldn't say that. So I need us to shut down this narrative. I need to I need to pray. I need to cover this in prayer because I'm about to I'm about to get fired up about this. That is a ridiculous notion. No one would say to a rape victim, you need to we need to come together and we need to we need to stop all of this, uh, all of this violence. We need to come. We need to work together. You would not say that. You do not get to say to the victimized that you need to teach the victimizer why they should not victimize you. That's insane. That's nuts. Only in America are black people told that. And we got to shut that down. We got to shut that down. Come on, y'all. I need to the type. We must shut it down. We have to shut that down. That is evil and is demonic. But let's be clear. It's been happening since the time of the scripture. There was, an, uh, there was another man, several men. Go read your Bible. Solomon describes himself. Solomon describes his skin tone. Solomon says, I am black. That's how he describes his skin tone. And that should teach you something about, even, if, even besides a whole lot of other stuff we go into, that should teach you something about that Bible you read about. It's not an American book. It's not an American book. And let me give you scripture for that. Let me give you scripture for that. Let me give you scripture for that. Let me give you scripture for that, just so you can you can get that. That's Song of Solomon, chapter one, verses five through six. Song of Solomon, chapter one, verses five through six. All right, I'm always going to give you Bible. Um, so what do you see? You see all throughout that scripture 
where there is this mistreatment of God's people and it's evil. And we're going to shut that down in prayer. So we're going to pray to shut that down. Number one, number two, we're going to pray. Y'all got quiet on me now. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny, it's funny how quiet these comments got when I started telling the truth. When I preached that series, American Idols, um, and I, all I did was present the truth. I wasn't saying take a side. I, I wasn't saying take, you know, Democrat or Republican. I'm, that, that's not even the issue. I wasn't saying take over here, over there. I was saying, here are the facts. Let's deal with the facts. And can I tell you something? When I did that series, I learned just how much people don't want truth. I learned just how much people don't want truth um, because I was shocked. I mean, a whole section of, of the church, a whole section of the church. I didn't see certain people no more. A whole section. I was like, oh, wow. So all I did was present the truth. And I wasn't saying let's take a side. I just said, here are the facts. Here's, here's the facts. And let's deal with the facts. Because we're not going to we're not going to solve anything if we keep denying the reality of the facts. But guess what? I love the Lord too much. And I love the people I lead who are white, who are black, who are Hispanic, who are Asian, who are every race, every background, every socioeconomic class. We have six figure earners, seven figure earners. We got doctors. We got lawyers. We got real estate agents. We got customer service reps. We got teachers. We got superintendents. Every type of person you could have is connected to Harvest. And at Denver, soon to be Atlanta or digital. Got it? And so this is not about creating division. It is about being honest. Got it? Let's shut it down. Father, in Jesus' name, we shut down and we speak against and we curse at the root this racist notion and mentality that exists in America. God, you are not prejudiced. You are not racist. You do not condone that behavior. You do not support that behavior. God, you are not a white supremacist. That is not you. That is not your nature. And so, God, we shut that down. Now, I need y'all praying with me. We speak against that. Your word says in Luke chapter 18, Father, that the widow cried out for justice, even though justice was due her. Your word says she had to ask for it. So tonight, that's what we do. Even though justice is due so many families, in Jesus' name, we cry out for it and ask for it tonight. And we shut that down, God. We rebuke the devil. We rebuke the evil of racism in every single system that is in America. And God, we pray that you would bring a peace to these families that are dealing with the loss of their family members. Bring peace to them. That you would bring shalom to them, God. That nothing would be missing. Nothing would be broken. Nothing would be lacking. In Jesus' name, God, and we thank you for using a place like Harvest, God, with all different races and all different ethnicities and backgrounds, etc., God, as a place, God, where all people can come together and worship you and set aside any other agenda and worship you and set aside political agendas, God, and worship you. Because the people connected to Harvest are some are Republicans, some are Democrats, some are independent, some don't get in the political spectrum at all. God, we set that aside and we worship you. We set aside our biases and we worship you. We set aside our idiosyncrasies and our nuances and we worship you. And for that, we give you glory. And for that, we give you glory right now in the name of Jesus. Can I get everybody to say amen right there? All right. Um, that's so important. That's so important. That is so important. Um, uh, I just so that everybody knows, because a lot of times I, I see these things sometimes on Twitter which today was pretty cool. If you follow my Instagram, I was, I don't really tweet that much. Any of y'all use Twitter a lot? To be honest, I don't really tweet a whole lot, to be honest with you. Most of what's on my Twitter is just coming from my other platforms. And, uh, and what's so interesting to me about, um, about that with Twitter is that I, um, today, I found today, President Obama, I said, President Obama follows me. He didn't start following me today. I don't know how long he's been following. I said, that's cool. Um, with that, uh, and it's not a political statement, so it's not about whether you like him or not, Democratic Republican, it's just he was the president of the United States. Um, but let me say this, um, just because I see on Twitter sometimes people will talk about, well, what is the church doing about social justice? What is the church doing about these types of issues? The church is silent. I just want to speak for me, and I want to speak for Harvest, that we are not silent concerning these issues. My assignment is to influence the influencers. That's what we do. So when these types of things happen, now I've shared with the people of Harvest uh, how I'm involved, uh, even in some of the scenarios going on right now uh, to investigate 
some of the civil rights violations for a scenario that happened here in Aurora and um, legislation. Colorado was the first state out of all 56. Colorado has 4% African-American. We were the first state to pass uh, comprehensive police reform. It's called the Police, I think, Integrity and Accountability Act. We got that done uh, here, uh, and we worked and pressured uh, with political officials to make that uh, sure that got done, and they got it done. So many other examples that I could give you. Uh, so what I do, just so you understand what I do, this last week, for those of you who live in the Colorado area, I met with uh, uh, Tyler Brown, the sheriff of Arapahoe County, to discuss these same issues. And uh, come up with a comprehensive scenario there. Uh, we deal with the chief of police, Chief Pazin here, uh, 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 um, the new chief in Aurora. Uh, the moment uh, that she took that seat, uh, began to make sure that the appropriate amount of pressure was applied and reform started to happen. So I just want you to know we're taking action. Can I get you to just say that? We're taking action. My assignment is to influence influencers. My assignment is to speak to people in power. And that is the reason why I'm so grateful that God's taken me through the process, because you can't speak truth to power when you need what the power has. You can't speak truth to power if you got your hand out uh, um, because there's something that that power has that you need. All right. And so I just want you to know that, that we take action and uh, so that you don't think that God's church is silent about these things. We take action and there's some who pick it. There's some who march and demonstrate and we celebrate those who do that. But my assignment is to get into the room where the decisions are going to be made to begin changing things and bring that change. Can I just get you to speak this over your life? I bring change. Father, thank you. And you have called us all to bring change to whatever sphere we're in, to whatever environment we're in, to whatever it is that we do. We are called to create change. Your word says in Jeremiah, before you formed us in our mother's womb, you knew us. You knew us and you ordained us and sanctified us, God, to be prophets. That means mouthpieces. We are change makers. We are history makers, God. And we all have a route to play and a race to play and a role to play in bringing change to the world. We were born for the time that we were needed most. And we thank you that that time is now. That time is now. The world needed what we have now. The world needs our deposit now. The world needs it now. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody, every platform, say amen. Are y'all good on my Facebooks and YouTubes? I keep getting this thing on here where it says that there's a little delay in the connection. And I just, for the life of me, cannot understand why. Because there's a terabyte of internet. And I just cannot understand how from a terabyte of internet, there's any type of delay whatsoever. But um we're almost done, but I can see it just, I can see the numbers. So anyway, um, it looks like we're good. It looks like it's green. It looks like it's green. So y'all are with me. All right. Um, so let me, let's move to this. Um, just cause I had to get that out and I had to pray about that. Cause I gotta be honest with you. How many of you, you are frustrated with some of what you see in America? Uh, and even in your country, cause we got people all over. We got London. So we got UK, we got Canada on, we've got, uh, Dominican Republic on. There was a few other countries I saw. How many of you, when you watch the news, there's stuff you're frustrated about. And you're like, why does this keep happening? What wave at me? Um, that is your cue to pray. And then here's what you can say. God, what can I do? And what should I do? What can I do? And what should I do? Thank you. We are here. Hey there. What can I do? And what should I do? Because I get it. I get that it's frustrating. I get that it works your last nerve. I understand that. Um, so our job is to then pray and say, God, what can we do? And so when all of this began, you know, to really take heat, that was my prayer. I said, God, what am I supposed to do? Because if I'm, if we're supposed to hold rallies, we'll hold rallies. If we're supposed to, if I'm supposed, if we're supposed to march, I, I, the Capitol right over there, I, we will march. Whatever we need to do, we will do it. And the Lord said, no, I need you, son. I need you to get in the room with the people who make the decisions. And I need you, watch me, you are the people's bishop, which means any region that you are in, you are the bishop of that area, not just of people connected to harvest. You better run that region, which means get into the areas, into the places with everybody that makes decisions and you run those decisions. All right. So I just need everybody to know that that's got to be your prayer with these types of things. Just don't get mad. And just don't post stuff. Man, that's good to do, but I need you to turn that anger into action. Father, tonight we pray that you would show us how to turn anger into action. God, we pray that you would show us how to turn anger into action. That you would show us, God, how to turn anger into action. Not just 
for things that are going on, but for things, God, uh, that affect our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody says, you still coming to Atlanta? Yes, Pastor ORC, we are still coming to Atlanta. You can get details on that. Text H-C-A-T-L to 55498. Text H-C-A-T-L to 55498. All right, listen, we're almost done uh, on prayer tonight. We just got a few more minutes and then we're going to wrap up tonight. Yesterday's message was called How to Fix Your Faith. We're in this series called Tacoon. Tacoon. Can I get a few of you to type that on the screen? Tacoon. T-I-K-K-U-N. Tacoon. By the way, for my Atlanta family, because you said, Bishop, what are you doing in Denver? What's we doing in Atlanta? For my Atlanta family, we're doing the same thing. Today, I had a, a brief call to set up a, a second call with the superintendent of Clayton County Schools. Uh, there, of course, we already built relationship with the Clayton County Commission. That's where the Atlanta out, um, um, airport is. It's like South Central Atlanta is that county. Clayton County, when we begin actively building relationships there and other places and to do the exact same thing. So we began talking today about what we're going to do to help students. Y'all know in Denver, we do a huge back to school Sunday thing, hundreds of backpacks, all of that, doing the same thing in Atlanta and more and more. So just so you know, we're very active here and we're active there making it happen. All right. Just so you know that. So in this system uh, or in this series called Tacoon, it means to fix. And so Sunday's message was uh, yesterday's message was how to fix your faith, how to fix your faith, how to fix your faith, Uh, because we walk by faith and not by sight. 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 You walk by faith in something. There's something that you believe without seeing it. Even if it's negative, I want to pray the, uh, as we get ready to wrap this prayer up tonight. I want to pray that the polarity of that is always God. What do you mean polarity? Polarity, positive, negative. You believe if you have faith in negativity, you walk by faith in negativity. You have to see that negative. You believe it's negative. Did you hear me? If you believe that everybody's against you, you don't have to see anybody against you. You just believe that everybody's against you. You literally walk by the negativity, not by sight. You don't have to see anything. That's what you believe. First thing I want to cover in prayer about your faith is that the polarity be reversed if it's negative or ungodly. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray over the polarity of our faith, that if it's been negative, that it be reversed, it be changed, it be turned to where we walk by faith in you and faith in your word. We believe in you, not the outcome, not the outcome, not the outcome, not the outcome. Our faith is in the God of the outcome. Come on. Somebody type that on the screen. The God of the outcome. Our faith is in you. You are the God of the outcome. Our faith is not in the outcome. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said that if he, uh, our God is able to deliver us, we believe he'll do it. But even if he doesn't, we will not turn on him. God, I pray that we would have that type of faith. Where even if you don't, we still believe you. In the name of Jesus. And tonight, Father, we go further. Forgive us for having negative faith. Forgive us for having faith in negative things. Well, we didn't have to see anything negative, but we believe negative. Forgive us, God, for being negaholics. It's a psychological condition that literally we get drunk off of negativity. We are addicted to being negative. Every time there's a solution, we come up with 15 problems. Every time there's good news, we come up, well, well, it could go bad. I pray that that not be who we are from this day forward. We release negativity. Type that on the screen. We release negativity right now in the name of Jesus. And we declare that we are those that walk by faith in God. We are those that walk by faith in the Lord, in the name of Jesus. You're the God of the outcome. So that's where our faith is in, not the outcome itself. It is in you, in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. I want to deal with that for just a second, guys. We're almost done. For many of us, everybody listen, for many of us, our faith is in the outcome. It's not in God. And that's an important distinction. That's an important distinction. Because if you don't get that outcome, then you will say it didn't work. If you don't get that outcome, you will say it didn't go your way. If you don't get that outcome, and can I be honest with you? What if the outcome you wanted was the wrong outcome. Wow. What if he had given you the job, but the job would have taken you away from God? What if he would have given you the relationship, but the relationship would have become abusive? What if he would have given you what you wanted, but what you wanted wasn't what you needed? I need you to thank God for what didn't happen. Let's thank him. Father, we thank you tonight for what didn't happen. We thank you tonight, God, for what you shut down. We thank you tonight, God, for what didn't work because you're the God of the outcome. 
which means even if the outcome doesn't go the way we think it should, because we believe in you, you work all things together for our good, which means there's some stuff that didn't happen that was good. There's some stuff that we didn't get and our faith worked. It worked. It worked. It worked. It worked. It did. It's not that our faith didn't work. It worked because you make all things work together for the good. So our faith worked even if we didn't get what the outcome we wanted was because our faith is in you. Our faith is that you are our father. Our faith is that you are our protector. Come on. Can I get you to type on the screen something he is to you? Is he your father? Is he your protector? Is he your way maker? Is he your healer? Is he your provider? Type on the screen something that the Lord is for you tonight. Type on the screen something that the Lord is for you tonight. And for that, we say thank you. 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 In Jesus' name, come on. Amen. Almost done. That's so important to me. Um, and let me give you this scripture. I didn't give you this scripture. Um, I didn't give you this scripture yesterday in the message. Um, but I want to give you this um, because this is so important. Listen to this. Romans 5, 5. And keep typing what he is for you tonight. We're almost there. Romans 5, 5. It says this. Um, actually, I'm going to go back a little further. So Romans, we're going to start in verse uh, 2. Actually, we're going to start in verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have obtained access by faith into the grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of glory. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. What is suffering? Suffering, watch me. Let me make it simple. Suffering means when you got to wait and you don't want to. Suffering means I'm going through something that doesn't make sense. Suffering means I thought this would be over by now. Suffering means God... I have literally been kept in a holding pattern and I feel like I'm running out of fuel. Who am I talking to tonight in prayer? He says, we rejoice in the hope of our glory. Not only that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that sufferings produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame. Another version says, New King James Version, and hope does not disappoint us. I need you to realize that even if you didn't get what you wanted, you God did not disappoint you. Even if you did not get what you wanted, you are not disappointed. Even if you did not get what you wanted, you are not disappointed. Even if you did not get what you wanted, you are not disappointed. I'm going to say it a third or fourth or how many times I'm saying. Even if you didn't get what you wanted, you are not disappointed. Hope don't put you to shame. Hope doesn't disappoint you. Got it? Because my faith is in the God of the outcome, not the outcome, not the outcome. Not the outcome, not the outcome, because if there's something that I believe for that I don't get, it's whatever he's got is better. I just need you to type it on the screen. Better, 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 better. It's better. We thank you for that tonight, Lord, that it is better. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, guys, real quick, um, I got four minutes. I need you to put your prayer request. Any requests you have for prayer tonight, put it on the screen. I want to cover those in prayer tonight. I got to quit because I'm out of time. And speaking of that, Jim, I got to get it in. All right. I need you to put your uh, prayer request on the screen tonight. No request is too big. No request is too small. Father, we cover every single prayer request right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, God, that you hear us. And we thank you, God, that you respond. We thank you that you hear us. And we thank you that you respond. We thank you, God, that tonight you would answer every request with strategy. And I pray, God, that we would walk that strategy out in the name of Jesus. You said, God, that our hope would not disappoint us. So even if we didn't get what we wanted, we are not disappointed. Because you will exceed it. You are the God, Ephesians 3.20. You do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think. And that's what we ask you for now. God, I cover every doctor appointment. I cover every plan for 2021. I cover wisdom, self-discipline. I cover healing for stomach, healing for feet, God. I cover every single prayer request right now, God. And I declare that it is a praise report. Come on, y'all. It is a praise report right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God, that you are the God that answers. You hear us and you answer in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen. You can keep typing your request. Um, uh, even if you haven't gotten it in yet, keep typing it on every platform. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Harvest Channel. Come on, Uncommon Gospel Radio Network family. Last two things I want to do tonight. 
If you are not a Christian, tonight's your night to give your life to the Lord. In a moment, I'm going to invite you to do that. But before I do that, if prayer blessed you, I want you to be a blessing to it. The Bible says that he gives seed to the sower. So if you want more seed, you got to be a sower. But if he gives you more seed, see, watch me. Seed becomes harvest. I release seed. Seed becomes harvest. Then that harvest becomes new seed. So if you give seed to the sower, what is he really saying? I give harvest to those that sow. I give harvest to those that sow. Because once they get the harvest, that harvest now becomes new seed. And so I want to encourage you to release your seed. Your increase is in your release. If prayer blesses you, I want you to bless it. How do you do that? Number one, you can use the cash app. There's dollar sign Bishop Foreman with the number two. Dollar sign Bishop Foreman with the number two. If you want to do that, F-O-R-E-M-A-N. With the number two. Um, second way you can do it is on our website, harvestchurch.church forward slash give. You can give that way. And then thirdly, if you want to use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify, all of that, it's hello at harvestchurch.church. It's hello at harvestchurch.church. I encourage you to bless what blesses you. You say, Bishop, what should I sow? Sow 25, sow 50, sow 100. Uh, you bless, do a thousand. So tonight, always be a blessing into what blesses you. The Bible says that he who brings a blessing will be blessed. He who waters will be watered. It's just the way God works. Tonight, if you need to give your lives to the Lord, on three, I'm going to ask you to say, it's me, or do the hand wave emoji. Whatever platform you're on, say, it's me, do the hand wave emoji. One, we're waiting on you. Two, we're waiting on you. Three, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to the Lord, do that hand wave emoji or say, it's me, wherever you're at, wherever you're at, wherever you're at, on every platform, no judgment. No condemnation, no shame. I'm moving quickly because I keep getting an orange flicker for my Facebook and my YouTubes tonight. So that's why I'm moving so quickly. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure on every platform, do that hand wave emoji or say it's me. Wherever you're at, no guilt, no condemnation, no shame. You are not watching this by accident. You are not watching this by accident. Come on. I see people responding. I want everybody to pray this for me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Say, thank you for your love for me. Say, because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Thank you for your love for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Can I get you, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or we committed yourself to the Lord, can I get you? To text the word decision to the phone number 55498. Text the word decision to 55498. When you do that, we're going to shoot your text message right away. So you got to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. Amen. Amen. Listen, guys, I love you tonight. It's eight o'clock. I got us done right on time. And uh, it looks like, it looks, okay, it goes back green again. I don't know why this is doing that. Apple, come on. Apple, as much as I vouch for y'all, y'all got to come through for me. All right. I love you guys. Church on Wednesday is going to be amazing. So Wednesday's message, let me tell you what Wednesday's message is going to be. Um, Wednesday's message is going to be, ooh, oh my God. You ready for this? How to handle, y'all ready for this? Don't hop off yet. Let me tell you what Wednesday's message is. How to handle delays, diversions, distractions, discord, and deception. That's the whole title. Don't try to type that out. That's a lot. Uh-oh, I kicked the camera. Oops. How to handle delays, diversions, distractions, discord, and deception. I'm going to say it a third time. How to handle, see, I'm talking about it's okay to get a Samsung. Uh-uh, the Lord ain't said that. How to handle, I'm just joking. Delays, diversions, distractions, discord, and deception. Anybody dealing with one of those right now? Which one are you dealing with? If you're dealing with a delay, type delay. If you're dealing with a diversion, type diversion. If you're dealing with some distractions, type distractions. If you're dealing with discord, type discord. If you're dealing with deception, type deception. If you're dealing with all of them, just put up a five. You got five on it. Come on, put up a five. Oh my God, that's a lot. That's a lot. Oh, I cannot wait for that word. I mentioned it a little bit at 11.15 yesterday. Um, um, and again, if you missed yesterday's message, go get it in our app or our podcast, YouTube or Facebook. Delays. Where y'all at? Okay, what else? Delay, delay. All right, here they are again. Delays. If you're dealing with delays, type delay. If you're dealing with diversions, type diversion. What does diversion mean? I was going over here. I got sent over here. Distractions. Stuff keeps getting in your face to get you off focus. Discord. The energy around you is off. The energy around you is off. Or deception. You're dealing with some liars, some snakes. We call them in the South, assassinators. All right? 
Well, y'all know one of my favorite words, skeezers. <laughs> All right? It's going to be amazing. That's Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Mountain, 9 o'clock Eastern. Uh, it's going to be amazing. All right. I love you guys. Have an amazing night. Can I get you to do me a favor? Once this is over, can I get you to share? For those of you on Instagram, once this is over, can I get you to put this in your story and share? When you share, people get saved and we want to see that happen. All right. I love you guys. Have an amazing night, everybody. Shalom. Boom. We're going to start over here. Y'all talking about LOL. <laughs> I love it. Love you guys. There we go. Shalom, y'all. Love you. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologists recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost water gel facial moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd. Only at BJ's.